the Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast Producer of the Month for August is Kate Jones. Thank you, Kate. Be just like Kate and get rewarded for supporting our podcast. Head over to patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. For a small amount each month, you can get some colossal benefits, such as access to new podcast episodes before anyone else, exclusive video hangouts, shout-outs from me on Twitter. I will even read something that you send me, and it'll sound just like this. Go to patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. That's Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Gilbert Gottfried. We thank you for your generosity. This is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast with my co-host, Frank Santopadre. Our guest this week is a former beauty queen, TV personality, comedian, and actress who's appeared on Happy Days, Three's Company, Married with Children, Full House, and Spaceballs, as well as the classic films Galaxina and Prison of Go-Go and the Soul of the Party Nerds 2 and worked with everyone from Bob Hope to Chuck Barris to Don Rickles but she'll always be known to yours truly as my partner in crime and the host of the late great USA of all night. Welcome to <laughs> Funny and Sexy Rhonda Shear. Oh, I love that intro. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, Rhonda. It's the best intro I've ever gotten in my entire life. <laughs> so, so you didn't, you weren't good enough for the Party Nerds Part One? <laughs> <laughs> I, they, did, they didn't know me back then. Oh, it wasn't until you and I did all night that they, that they found out about me. You could still do that. I can still do that. Yeah, because people make me do that. Yes. It's really bothersome. What other things have uh, people made you do over the years? <laughs> <laughs> well, they tried to make me do things. You know that... that I was in that whole Bill Cosby era. I did not know Bill Cosby, but you know how all these people are non-believers that that happened? No, that was the era when you couldn't have babies out of wedlock. You couldn't have babies at all. You had to look and act sexy at all times and act like you were single and ready for these um, sleazy producers. And so, therefore, guys, the casting couch was very alive and well back then. I didn't do anything. I hid behind, and you probably remember, Gil, I dated a comic named Bobby Kelton, who was kind of boring, and I <laughs> kind of used that <laughs> as, as, as my shield. Like, I, I, would, I looked like this sexy, over-the-top thing, but when, in fact, I was a homebody, and I'd go home and hide behind that. So I basically was a prick teaser. I put it out there that, yes, I could and may sleep with you, but I never did, and that, hence the problem why I'm now selling bras and not the star that you are. And, well, can I say something, too? Around that time, I, too, was a major cock teacher. <laughs> you still, you I, still are, buddy. I, yes, I thought it would help my career by being a big cock teaser. I remember. It's true. Like, you, you had to, like, put it out there, but then, then you had to, you know, run away. It was yes. a very scary time. And, and I was yeah. fucking Bill Cosby at the time. <laughs> Yes. I was and, the only one who wasn't. Yeah. I never met him, thank God. Yeah, he was he was on top of me going, Hey, the girls, and you know, with the thing. <laughs> and 
thing would not really. Oh, and let me let me lick on your nosey go and suck on my hoosey goo. You got big round howsy nose. Now you know what kind of show it is, Rhonda. I love it. Okay, so I can tell you a penis I did see, but didn't have any. Um, you know, there was no reaction. There was no. There was no touching or anything. But I can Go tell you it. a really famous penis. Oh, penis. I, love I know it. you always talk about yes. Milton Berle's penis. We yes. know you've been listening. I saw, yeah, yes, I, I know what I know what you guys are up to. <laughs> I saw not that I wanted to. Um, Will Chamberlain's penis, and it was like a what? tree trunk. It was oh, a tree. Oh, <laughs> gee, not like it surprises anybody. Well, supposedly <laughs> he, he had these this incredible oh, number of well, of conquests. Supposedly two thousand women. Will Chamberlain. Right, but let yeah. me tell you the situation because this was the kind of stuff that was going on in the eighties and nineties. Um, I was at a party, like you know, all young starlets. It was a nice party. It was at some athlete's house. I can't even remember now, but. He said, let's, let's bring the party over to my house. So, you know, we all went to his house. with a group of people, and he had the coolest house. Like the pool undulated in and out from inside the house to, in, to outside. It was really, really cool. Long story short, he goes, oh, you've got to see the secret room I have. Kind of like at the mansion. So he had this little private room that you had to crawl into. So I crawled into the room. Next thing you know, the tree trunk is out. And, you know, he's trying to get me to go towards the tree trunk. And I had never seen anything like that <laughs> before. I was pretty young. I was still in my 20s. So I saw it, and I crawled out, and he was a gentleman and took me home. So he did not force himself upon me, but I did see it. So it was one so, of the most famous, uh, famous penises. So Will Chamberlain was trying to get you to climb his tree trunk. No, he was trying to get me to lick the popsicle. Lick, lick but the it was <laughs> Way bigger than a popsicle, I can tell you that. It was, do, you, do you think this fudge sickle from an alien fudge sickle? <laughs> now, do you with, think with veins? It had a lot of veins. Oh God! I did have to take a glimpse. I was young. I'd never seen anything like that. It was pretty amazing. Oh, but he so... and I just remember he had this like big crazy. Mercedes. It was just weird. But he took me home, and he was a gentleman. And that was it. That was my only Wait, wait. Encounter. He was a gentleman? He was he trying was. to shove his he, enormous he, cock in your mouth. And he didn't force. I mean, I had guys that wanted to act out love scenes on Universal's lot that actually... Okay, wait. I got a great story. A great okay. casting couch story. Do you remember the late, great producer? He produced Funny Girl and great films. His name was Ray Stark. Oh, sure. Ray Stark. I mean, Stark, we're talking yeah. old time, but, like, amazing. So yeah. I, get to, I get to L.A. I'm fresh off the, the plane from New Orleans. I am this little beauty queen. So I'm, I really am. I had the, the Jewish parents who were very protective. <coughs> Anyway, my, producer, my, my agent sends me, and she goes, you've got to go have a general meeting with Ray Stark. They used to have these general meetings with people, which really meant nothing, but you thought you were you know, getting you know, to meet this oh, great producer oh, that was going to catch you in his those. next film. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I go see Ray Stark in his bungalow on, on, the, the, on Universal's lot, and I've got my little portfolio from New Orleans, and he's going through, and he goes, oh, you're such a beautiful girl. You're going to have a great career, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, he goes, you know. You have to be willing to wallow in the dirt of Hollywood to get ahead. That's exactly what he said. You have to be willing to wallow. And I said, uh, okay, and what does that mean? He goes, you need to come to my place in Palm Springs this weekend. And I was like, okay. And then I walked out, and then, and then I called my agent. I'm like, this was a setup, wasn't it? <laughs> of course it was a setup. She was probably getting all kinds of money for all the girls she was sending over. But I had to be willing to wallow in the dirt. And the only, and I never wallowed. And the, hence, I'm selling bras. <laughs> Ray Stark, that was a wallow. big so, name. I mean, he was 150 then. He was yeah. 300 years old. Big producer. Ray Stark. Yeah, a lot of Neil Simon movies. And... I never saw his mushroom. <laughs> it just seemed like it would have been a mushroom. I mean, I do have funny penis stories, but I never, oh. the thing is, my whole thing was getting away from the penises. <laughs> But, you know, people were always showing them to me, but I was always running. And I, I thank God I never was one of those victims. Now, wh- what, what penises did you see? Not other enough. Than, Aside well, from Wilt. Uh, other than Wilt. <laughs> no, let's see. Um, do you think, do you think he, ask, uh, who? Do you think uh, he has a you, okay. wilting penis now? 
<laughs> oh, yeah, we lost Wilt. Wilt's gone. Okay. okay. I had Red Buttons whisper in my ears really nasty things about what he wanted to do with my vajayjay. Oh, great. Red Buttons? That's a scoop. Red Buttons. And this was, like, right before he passed, so this wasn't, like... <laughs> Like, oh, sorry if my phone's buzzing through. Just it must be it must be red buttons it's from red. another place. <laughs> yeah, he told me what he wanted to do down there, and I was just—I mean, he was already how old was he? It was like the year oh. he died. Yeah. <laughs> so and that was shocking. That when, was like another shocker. When he was so yeah, I, these old comics always hit on me. When he was telling you what he wanted to do with your pussy. <laughs> Yes. He going? And what he could, and what he could do, and how he could bring me to levels I've never been. And so he was going. I can stick my dick in your pussy, and he never no, got a dinner. <laughs> I can lick no, your tongue. No, it was more with his tongue. He and wasn't going the dick route. I, I think can, at that age he couldn't do the dick route. It was more. I can lick your pussy, and he never had a dinner. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He, strange things are happening. Oh, I, 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 I knew he would love these stories. Oh, God. You're, you're just setting them up. Up, Rhonda. Of course I am, but it's but this is true. I mean, these are true stories. All right, we did the some. The thing is, there was never any action. People just told me what they wanted to do. So, okay, so what famous sticks have you uh, uh, sucked or fucked? <laughs> no, I didn't do enough. I'm telling you, I, well, didn't, we, I didn't. What about Chuck there Barris? So many, there were so many. I passed. Oh, Chuck Barris. I do have a great Chuck Barris story. Okay. Chuck, um, <laughs> Chuck was. When I first got to L.A., you know, obviously, you know, you don't know anybody, so you'll do anything. Well, I would do anything to get on TV, but except suck dick. So, you know, I auditioned for the gong show. Only and, Gilbert had those standards. Yeah, all the shows that he, all those shows he produced, and he loved me. And Dollar ninety eight beauty pageant. Oh yeah, comedy courtroom. And I, I actually comedy courtroom is how I met Bobby Kelton. Ugh. Anyway, so um, <laughs> that was fourteen years of my life. Okay, so um, anyway, so he. He really liked me, I guess, but I didn't see that, Chuck. So one, he, he wrote me this note that he wanted to come over and have a hard-boiled egg at my house. And I was... <laughs> was hard-boiled really, egg? I still have, <laughs> he wanted to come over for breakfast and have a hard-boiled egg. And he had a cast because he'd broken his arm or something. And I was like, no. And I, you know, I was afraid of him. I was afraid he was going to get too frisky. So I said, no. He goes, how much could I do with a cast and a hard-boiled egg? Anyway, he was really funny. So he, he was hitting on me, but gently. But I never, I never took the bait. Did he bring Gene Gene you know. the dancing machine? <laughs> <laughs> and, and who was the other? He never, he never came over. The unknown he comic. Write me these kind of notes. Oh, the guy. He did. The, I got all kinds of like. I can tell you Nash. this. I missed out on sleeping with the most famous guys. They were mainly producers that could have helped my career. Uh huh. And I, I didn't sleep with any of them. It was a problem. What about Pat McCormick? Do you have a Pat McCormick story? I never slept with him, but he rode up all night. I don't think he did for Gil, but he was he was funny. I never slept. I never tried. He was he was <laughs> sweet. He was like the he was like a, like a granddaddy kind of guy. Right? But I mean, there were all these comics though. Um, oh my gosh, all the old timers—they really did like me. They they embraced me. Oh, so name to speak. name some of the other comics that tried to fuck you. <laughs> um, Morty Gunty. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Joey okay, well, Ross. This is, how, this, is how, this is how old I am. Remember Bill Daly from My Dream of Jeannie? Of course. Oh, my God. We love yes. Bill Daly. <laughs> yes, the next door neighbor. How is his fellow astronaut? He, uh, he probably wouldn't remember, but I had dinner with him. At, it was the bistro. It was like the hot place. It was, next, it was like down the street from the bistro gardens on, in Beverly Hills. And he... Um, I remember Johnny Carson was sitting a few tables over, and he was saying that, you know, Bill, Johnny wouldn't have him back on the show and blah, blah. So he was, like, more intense on that. But he wanted me to come back to his place, but he told me that whenever he traveled, he brought a candelabra and put it up because he thought it, brought, it was very romantic to have, you know, sex and have the candelabras burning. And I just pictured him traveling with, like, this Liberace kind of candelabra. I never saw it. Never happened. Didn't, didn't go there. But he, he, he wanted it. He wanted to go there. So Major Healy from the I Dream of Jeannie traveled with his own make-out candelabra. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to make a note of that. And he was the neighbor and the Bob Oh, he was Howard Borden on, yeah. the Howard, on the Bob Newhart and show. And he traveled with a... Um, 
a Liberace candelabra. Candelabra. <laughs> These are stories that you don't know. What's the other guy? What's the What's the other little Jewish comic? <laughs> I can't think of his name. What I'm was Gilbert Gottfried? What no, was like, like like you but older. What was he in? <laughs> He's still around. Oh my um, God. Oh gosh, what's his name? What kind, um, what, what kind of acting? Not Henny Youngman. Jet. By the way, I don't know if you know this or not, Gil, but Henny Youngman, they did a, a faux roast for me on Up All Night, and it was at the Friars Club in New York City, and it was Henny Youngman's last appearance before he died. So that was kind of cool. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really kind of cool. And, and, you know, so was, I don't know why. You, you Sometimes they put us on shows together, but not all the time. But it was fun, and that was like one of the last shows we taped, too. But, well, um,. I guess they didn't yeah. connect my name with a roast. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they think of you? Yeah. What about Billy Barty? Uh, was he ever inappropriate, uh, Rhonda? No, Billy was very sweet. I worked with him. Yeah. Eric Estrada from Chips also whispered in my ear what he wanted to do with my JJ oh, while doing. Um, <laughs> it was the last year of Chips. The last season, and we were on a barge, and I was like, we were filming, and I and and it was this really cute show, and I had a nice guest starring role, and he took the megaphone and he and he yelled at everybody on the barge, "You are all here because of me, and I could fire any one of you." We're in like the middle of the Pacific Ocean, we're not the middle, but offshore. Wow! And like everybody was scared of him, and then he saunters over to me and this other girl that was I was working with, a young girl, and. And he tells me what he wants to do. And I'm like, I'm going to get fired because I'm not doing this with this dude. And I was telling the girl. And um, that was all. He said that, but he never, he never really, he didn't, he didn't show and tell or anything. Chris Albrecht. Remember Chris Albrecht? Oh, yes. Like, sure, of yes, course. Of course. <laughs> okay, so Chris, who was a doorman at the Improv a million years ago, I didn't know him then. But when he came to L.A., he was just like this little agent sidekick at William Morris. And he would sit in front of my door of my apartment on Wilshire Boulevard trying to get in. Yes, to see things and to do things. And I wouldn't let him in. There was one that I was stupid not to let in. But, yeah. um, you know, that would have been perhaps a, a good move. <laughs> I don't know, fucking an agent's assistant? <laughs> well, but, but he made, look who he became later yeah, on, that's is what true. I'm trying to say. He went, he went bigger than, than that. Well, in the old days, he was, he was half of the comedy team with Bob Zamuda. That's right. All Brecht and Zamuda. Let me ask you I this. I forgot R- about that. That's right. We had Bob Zamuda on the show. Let me ask you this, Rhonda. How did you and Gilbert first meet? It was, it was through all night. <laughs> And he was always sarcastic to me, but I did have, I think we had a certain chemistry, but he didn't, he didn't think it. I don't think that he thought that. I think we could have done fabulous things together, but no, he just didn't, didn't go that direction. So I'm mad at him too. Oh, wait, is he on this show? Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> now, now, I remember I did, however, grab your tits a couple of times. Yes, well, you yes. did. We did, we did the Universal in Florida show together. We're, and when we were in Jamaica, I think, together, which I remember having white tigers on our lap. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, Had yes. <laughs> and they broke me out. I was allergic to their dander. It was not good. We did a, bunch, we did a show at a tattoo parlor. We did a B-movie awards show. They put us together, I guess, through the years a dozen times. Hey, before me, I have a question for you. Yes. What about the chick, Caroline Schlitt, who was on a year and a half before oh, me? Oh, yes. I, you know, I think she was really good. I think she was ahead of her time, but they wanted somebody more over the top, more out there, sexy. But I think she was really smart, sexy. I I, I liked Caroline Schlitt. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I liked her. I don't know her, but people still were pissed at me that I took her job, a few people. <laughs> yeah, I remember it was like I worked with her a couple of times. She was very nice, funny. And then one yeah. day, out. One day it was me. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you guys together. I don't know if the numbers are right, but the internet research says you guys hosted a collective nine hundred episodes. Is that possible? I, I know that I hosted. I know Gil hosted more than me because he was on. You were on a year and a half or two years longer than me. But I know that I hosted about four hundred and thirty shows. And then I don't know if Gil knows this, but they basically got rid of all the shows for the videotape. They just destroyed them. Oh, but I wow! Have, I. I have all of mine. I have all but about 20 episodes. I have all of them. Because that was like in my contract where they'd send me a tape. And so since then, I've converted them. So I even have shows with Gil. But like all the shows were destroyed through the years, which I just think was 
It was crazy. It was like we were we were ahead of our time. Oh. We were doing stuff because the, net, the, the network wasn't watching what we were doing, so we would make fun of the network and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Okay, so I had these foot fetish fans. I don't know if Gil knew that, but I had like these major crazy guys that would send me gifts and jewelry and toe rings and didn't guns. You, didn't, you gun. used to, didn't you used to crush things on the show with your feet? Yes. Running? I started playing into it because I was like, I like the gifts. I'd get shoes. <laughs> I, got, I got a 9-millimeter nine, nine gun. I mean, that my husband has to the state that he loves. Oh, my and, um, God. Yeah, I got crazy. I got champagne. So I, we started playing into the foot fetish fans, and they would, they would go crazy. We'd smush things. We'd, yeah, it, that was just became part of the gig. So it wasn't like I started that. The fans were like, could you please put your foot up to the screen? Is there any way you could lick your own toes? And I was oh weird God. enough that I think I may, I may have actually done that a couple of times. So, Gil, um, Gil, you didn't get that, those requests? No! I, <laughs> <laughs> like an idiot, yeah. I always wore shoes. <laughs> well, I wore shoes, but they wanted to see... See, pantyhose were back in, so I still, to this day, I bet you right now, in my email, if somewhere wants to see me wearing pantyhose and taking my shoe and bouncing it off my toe, you know, kind of like in a teasing way. What <laughs> fetish is the number one fetish, I found out. I didn't know anything about this. I didn't know weird stuff till I, well, till I started doing this show. Has a I was kind of naive. Who, who, had, who has a foot fetish? Pulp, pulp Fiction. I thought you said Pope. Yeah, Pulp Fiction. No, I, I did not read to the Pope. I oh, did well, Quentin, oh, Quentin Tarantino Quentin has a foot Tarantino. fetish. Major foot fetish. He does? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Why oh, didn't I know that years ago? Close-ups on Uma Thurman's feet in those Skill Bill movies. Yeah, well, at the Friars yeah. Roast, uh, the, uh, Uma made him drink out of her shoe. She, oh, she yeah. pulled out her, her pump. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't even tell you how many guys talked about sucking my toes and doing it with my feet. <laughs> hey, the weirdest sex toy I've ever seen. I know Gil has strange stories and has seen a lot of that kind of stuff. But we were doing research. <laughs> we were doing research for a product years ago that I was going to do a bath line, you know, with bubble bath and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we go on and we see what's happening with feet and, like, products for feet and creams and lotions. And we found, like, a foot, like, what do you call that kind of plastic that um, is soft, moldable plastic? And in the middle of the foot was a vagina. And it was, and you could buy that, so you could actually do it with a plastic foot, with a vagina in the middle wow. of it. So it's like got to be the ultimate fantasy for foot fetish. So you could fuck a foot. You could fuck a foot. That would be the great thing. It's new fuck a foot. By Ronco. <laughs> now there's an infomercial for you. Ron Popeil presents fuck a foot. <laughs> God. For you guys on the go, yeah. it's fuck a foot. <laughs> now, Ron, Never lose a step. Rhonda, you, yeah, that's funny. You uh, you dressed. You did a lot of crazy stuff on Up All Night. You dressed up, do I have this right, as Cher, as Lucy, as Alice Cramden? Yeah, in the last years, you know, when it, it was really sexy and crazy in the L.A. years, but I wanted to keep the job, so I said, hey, I'll move to New York. I didn't move to New York, but we, they flew me in, and we do four shows at a time in New York, and they were just trying to save money and shut down production in L.A. So in those last years, you remember Vita. She was my director, and we, oh, did, yes. um, we did things that, for me, as an actress, was just more fun, and to do the impressions. So I enjoyed doing that. I don't think the fans liked it as much as when I was doing foot things. But it was definitely, <laughs> for me personally, yeah. I enjoyed doing stuff that perhaps showed a tiny smidgen of talent. But, um, but it's amazing how that show, I know Gil's gone on to do a million gazillion things, but it's just amazing that I still get letters and emails about it. I, I, and there's a, out there, there's, like, there's a Yahoo group of about 25,000 fans still trying to bring back Gil and I. I, I but remember. here's the weird thing. Oh, is that there is this weird... Um, you know, these kids grew up with these films, and then the films went away, and now there's this whole genre, like resurgence of these B films. So I actually brought back Up All Night. A, it was kind of fun. I was doing this locally, and we were putting it on local TV, and then we were going to put it on Roku. And here's what we were doing. We were just doing these fun little bits, because I have my own little film crew, because we do so much B footage for what I do now. So we were doing these bits and wrapping around little shorts that young directors and producers were sending in. So they'd do these five, ten-minute shorts, and they were just trying to get scenes. So we were just, you know, putting those up, and people were loving it. So, see, there's a show Gil and I could do. 
I'm always trying. It's like Lucy and Debbie. I, I remember <laughs> one time. I, I, I remember one time we were working together on one of the Up All Nights. And, and I reached over and, and grabbed your tits. And I probably didn't even flinch. Yeah. And, and, and your boyfriend at the time, I guess Bobby, went over to yeah, you. Yeah, it was Bobby, uh, yeah. uh-huh. He went over to you angrily and said, did Gilbert just grab your tits? And you gave some kind of explanation to him. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. But you, I can't see him even getting angry. You said. At all because I just can't see. Bobby just didn't, you know, <laughs> as long as he got on TV, he didn't care how he got there. So, you know, if, if that could have helped him, then he would have done it. What, I what, I, what I remember you saying to him, you told me what you told him, and you said, well, no, no, he didn't actually grab my tits. He put them at this angle that looking at it from the outside, you might think he's grabbing my tits. But, and, but he was like a foot and, and a half away. He probably believed it. Yes. Yeah, he walked off when, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But that just shows you how brave Gil was, that he would grab a tit in front of a boyfriend. Or a fiancé. It didn't matter. It was fine. I just saw it as part of our chemistry. You know, and besides, I probably didn't even notice because they were fake. You know, I probably couldn't even feel it. You know, like, I didn't have feeling in them. They were, they were just, they were like props. It's funny. Now they're like, oh my god, they were big then. They're huge now. I mean, no one told me when you get older they keep growing. <laughs> I mean, stop the watering of them. I don't know. It was much more fun back then no, to have I them bigger. Think, I think you said, didn't you say your mother wanted uh, you and I to get married? Oh, yeah, my mother did. She thought we had we were great, that we should totally get married. We had great chemistry. We'd go off and make tons of movies We'd together. We try to wrap my brain and around you, that. And, and you were Jewish. My mother just wanted me to get married. Yes. But especially, you, you were the right, you know, you, it was just right. My mother, she used to show up to a lot of those shows, too. She was awesome. God bless her. <laughs> hey, I remember your mom, too. And oh, here's yeah. the other thing about Gilbert. I can tell stories. He used to borrow quarters from me for pay phones back then. Oh, that that shocks me, Rhonda. <laughs> Can't believe that. That's, that's not shocking <laughs> news for making more money, and I was lending him quarters for pay phones. Oh, can you imagine that they even had pay phones back then? Even. <laughs> and then I think I was also the one to get swag. Because we'd always get swag on these. Like if we went to Universal, we'd get jackets. I think I was the one that kind of like pushed for the most swag. And I got it and, and shared the wealth. I don't know if you remember that. Because I was just really good at flirting to get more swag. Like what did I do? I had like a million um, hard rock cafe jackets. <laughs> Dara, Dara is like, and Dara, universal jacket. Dara is nodding and laughing, Rhonda. So obviously <laughs> about the quarter yeah, part. <laughs> well, about, also about the swag because he's got about six hundred t-shirts in this apartment that he's collected over the years from gigs. It's kind of. Like, I love swag too. I do. I when, when you I said, don't get any anymore. When, well, actually, some somebody gave me some over fifty skin cream last oh, night. God. It wasn't really swag. Actually, I think it was an insult. But um. When but it's you, okay. You know, when that's you what happens said, when, when I'm on shopping TV. We vendors, we trade our products between each other. When, when you <laughs> were saying you were revealing that I borrowed quarters from you, that was of no shock to anybody who knows. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but who are you calling? That's what I want to know. And you are, yeah, yeah, and you like strippers. I remember that. There was a thing with strippers. As opposed to guys who hated strippers. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to guys who hate girls uh, waving their tits in their face. You would actually spring for a stripper? (laughs) It costs money. No, no. (laughs) Only the ones that I could put a quarter in. I see. (laughs) 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 What are the quarters for? They were cheap strippers back then. (laughs) 
He wouldn't go for yeah, a stripper. My husband, you know, so I, I married my junior high school sweetheart. That's who I'm married to. He is great. But he loves strippers. And every now and then I catch him looking at porn. And then it just brings back memories of, of Gil. I don't know. <laughs> it's like it, it, it all goes together. So, and I don't understand that. Like, I did sexy stuff. Why does he have to look at porn? So, so a I guy. I don't know why. All of a sudden, this has become like uh, one of those talk shows where I'm yeah. calling and asking this for advice. Turned turn to the Richard Bay show suddenly. So, so, so uh, look I at did his show. Oh, God. <laughs> Where is Richard Bain now? I did, I did Wally George. I did not do Wally oh, George, wow. but he tried to Wally do me. He George. tried to do me, too. There was another one. He wanted to marry me. He proposed to me. Now, is Wally, is Wally George the father of Rebecca De Mornay? Yes. Yes, that's the, real. that's the one. And he For used real, to play he up. He used to play up that whole "I'm an American" and that, that was, was sort of a Morton Downey type, yeah, but more yeah. patriotic. Yeah, but he was the first one to do the crazy stuff for the audiences. He was. He was and throw people out. He was. He he started that whole stuff. I went on there as as all kinds of crazy characters. I would change my character. I went on there one time as an out call call girl or whatever. I was on. I went on there as. Bambi the stripper one time, and I would wear different wigs. <laughs> I'd always get thrown off. I'm telling you, I did crazy stuff in my early days. The things you did for show business, Rhonda. Now, the things I did. Oh, my God. All, all I'm actually us. writing a book right now. But now, these things, I didn't even remember these things until we started talking about them. Now, it's now, just called Famous Penises I Didn't Fuck. Maybe that's what it should be. It's a, pop, it's a pop-up up. book. But you, you, like everybody talks about the people. They you know, oh, this guy did this to me. This guy, I, I would be like, I messed up by not doing it. Hey, Gil. Yes. I know for a fact that there's only one thing you love better than hanging out at the 99 cent store. Yes. And that's actually making money. Ah. Is that true? Yes. Do I have the right yes. guy? Well, yes. Here's a cool opportunity. Please tell me. <laughs> here's a way to do it, and that's driving with Uber which, as you know, is the popular smartphone app that connects riders with drivers. In fact, you used yeah. Uber recently. Yeah, Did you- I, I, I was leaving the Friars Club. Uh, after be- a free meal? Yes, okay. yes, after a free meal. <laughs> and because I found out the last living member had just died. <laughs> so I was leaving the Friars Club, pouring rain outside. Uh, yes. And so we couldn't get a cab. So we got in touch with Uber, and Uber, this is amazing, too. It's not one of those things, those cars that go, oh, and nearby, we'll be there, and this, and then you're waiting three hours. They show you on the screen exactly where the car is, and they tell you, you know, we'll be there in five minutes. And then you watch the car on, on your phone drive to where you are. It's, it's amazing. The truly amazing thing is that you you knew, you knew how to work a phone. You knew how to work uh, an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how to make calls Nobody on a phone. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get There's a yeah. learning curve. You'll get to that yeah. eventually. Here's the other thing about uh, driving with Uber. They love being their own boss. Uh, they earn great money. It's easy to start. You just need a car and a license. And uh, it's good for parents. It's good for students. Uh, now is the time, the prime time, to cash in driving with Uber, and you will thank us. Right, Gil? Uh, yes. If I talk to you, <laughs> yeah, you'll thank us. Because you're a star. You'll send me a note. <laughs> you don't talk, that, to the, you yeah. don't talk to the riffraff. So, what are you waiting for? You have a car. You have a license. Put them both to good use and start earning serious, life-changing money today. Sign up to Drive with Uber. Visit drivewithuber.com. What's the name of that website? That's drivewithuber.com. Drivewithuber.com. Don't ever interrupt me again. <laughs> you, you, uh, but you, I'm uh, of celebrity dicks. You did fuck Don Knotts, right? <laughs> oh, Don Knotts. Little Don Knotts. He was so sweet. And I did work with all those Dons. Don Rickles, Don, what's the other Don? Don, um, Ad- Don Adams. Yeah, Don Adams and Three Top Bananas. That was a cool show. And, and oh, that girl that used to always be on The Tonight Show. Carol Wayne. Carol Wayne, yeah. We, we should tell that our listeners cool that, that you could find that clip. 
which is surreal. It's you and and Don Adams and Don Rickles and Carol Wayne and, and of course, speaking of the Gong the Show, Murray Langston. Murray Langston's in there. It's real, and a guy named Jay Harvey produced that. I don't know if you all know Jay or and, not, but and, he's still around. No. I, I heard Don Adams tried to stick his dick in your pussy. And, no. he, and then afterwards he went, missed it by that much. <laughs> <laughs> all the Dons. Oh, they were all well God. behaved on that show. But I did have some funny ones. I still think Wilt's like the top of the list. And you know, you know I have a line of, uh, this is kind of full circle. I did Playboy in 1978 in a layout called Girls of the New South, fully clothed. I was still living in New Orleans, was still in college. Yeah, tell, tell us what happened, by the way. You were, you were Miss Louisiana, and then you appeared in Playboy. Well, okay, I never lost the Miss Louisiana title. I lost a title called Floral Trail Society Queen, oh, and that okay. was one of those faux debutante things where your parents put up money for, and so they got all huffy and puffy because, you know, they thought they saw a nipple, which wasn't a nipple. And, um, and so they dethroned me and then I brought them to court and then like I had the Lieutenant governor and all these people like vowing for my, you know, I am such a good girl. And it was hysterical. I mean, it was just crazy stuff back then. But, um, so here's the stuff that I have crazy. That I know that you like, so I have a line with Crystal Hefner right now. And so Playboy has been in my life since 1978. Now she's doing a line of lingerie with us under her name, and then I have a line, and I think you know this, but called Slacker Inactive Wear with Kato Kalin. And now they're doing a movie about the O.J. Simpson trial, and the dude that played the good-looking prince in Into the Woods is playing Kato, the blonde guy. I don't know his name. I can't remember his name, but I know he was like the cute prince. And so I, I, I talk about timing. Anyway, the, the Slacker line is getting a ton of attention. <laughs> the sla- the Kato, what is it called? The Kato Kalins? It's sla- no, it's called Slacker Inactive Wear. I love it. <laughs> to a, and to- it's like embrace your inner slacker. I mean, he is hysterical. I mean, I don't know if you guys know him, but he is a really funny guy. He started in stand-up, and it just it kind of fucked up his life when he ended up in the middle of that mess. I don't know Kato. You know, Do you so- know him, Gilbert? No, I I may have met. I don't even remember he's if I met. He's funny. Him. Yeah, he's funny. He is funny and quick and really smart and and you guys should talk to him. He's he's he'd be a now, funny interview. He's got it, a lot of stories. Is it true that Don Knotts whispered in your ear? <laughs> I want to lick your pussy. <laughs> hey, Rhonda, can I lick your pussy, please? While I finger your anus, <laughs> let me lick oh, your big hairy God. bleach blonde. Yeah, cunt. Well, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> oh my God! It's the dirtiest show we've ever done. <laughs> uh, I can't think of why can't I think of the comic? Well, that, give us a hint. What was his act like? Did he, uh, did he blow yeah, up oh. a rubber glove over his face? No, you know him. Jackie Mason. Jackie, Jackie Mason. Mason. Oh, my God. I like how she compares him to you. <laughs> Jackie Mason. You notice, you notice that the comics in my life have come through really old. They're like really old or gone. <laughs> well, what happened with Jackie Mason, dare I ask? He just, he just wanted to, to date. He never... He never and he never talked about what he wanted to do with his tongue. So are like you are you saying he never at, at any point whispered in your ear, "Hey, I'd like to I'd like to lick your pussy. I want to stick my dick in your pussy, and I want to finger your asshole, and then all of a sudden I want to lick your gun clean." <laughs> oh my God. And, and, <laughs> Bill Daly. No, not we've, you know we we've done sixty shows, Rhonda. We've talked to everybody, and we haven't met somebody who dated Bill Daly. Yeah. So a, I did also date Donnie Most, but he was nice okay. from the Happy Days. Oh, wow. Donnie and, and I did um, go out on a couple of dates with Glenn Fry because I did his very first 
music video, the one you love, and he was the one like singing. He was singing in my ear. He's an eagle. Of course, I'm a big Glenn Glenn uh, Fry fan. And talk about what a loser I am. Uh, My husband and I went to go see him about six months ago, and I I got front row seats, and I handed him a card at the end of the show, and he goes, Ron Bashard, I was so excited he remembered me. I mean, tell me what a loser I am. But anyway, it was very exciting. I mean, you know, no, no one, every girl that dates a musician never forgets the musician moment. You know, it's just something sexy. So it's you, even sexier than dating a comic. You fucked Glenn <laughs> Fry. Maybe once. Okay. Well, how was described Glenn Fry's date to our audience? I, also, I think it was dark. <laughs> you mean mysterious? No, here's the problem. The ones I wanted to marry, I just didn't even go there. I didn't think about that. You know, there were certain ones I did want that just what? didn't happen. You mean? I mean, who wouldn't want to marry Glenn Fry? Jeez, him. So, so you say his dick was dark, like as in a sinister. <laughs> I think she means the room was dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. untrustworthy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> But it glowed. It had a sense of, it had an right, aura about right, it. Right, Tell us about the Bob Hope special, Rhonda. It was Rhonda. kind of like a Jack Palance. <laughs> it was dark and brooding. <laughs> I love Glenn Fry. Oh, um, we're big fans. I told my husband, it was the most romantic concert I had ever seen. I would take Dara to see him for but sure. You, He's so romantic. Dara's giving you a thumbs you up. You fucked Don Mo- Donnie Most? No, I was too young. I would have maybe. We were just kids. We were just kids. That was even before I did Happy Days. Okay, so let's get to Bob Hope. You know, Bob Hope <laughs> yeah, was Bob a Hope. bad boy. Bob Hope was a bad boy. And he actually, there was a, the girl who was, I was three different Miss Louisiana. So there, was, there was like, you know, Miss Louisiana Universe, Miss World. So I won all three through my years because I was doing that back in New Orleans. So one of the titles was Miss Louisiana World. Well, this girl who was Miss Louisiana World before me, he, he kept her in an apartment for years in L.A. Um, her name, oh, I can't tell her name. I don't want to get in trouble. But anyway, so it, it, her first name was Terry. I won't say the last name. But, you know, he was, he was a your... naughty boy. He was a naughty boy. Well, Never that, with that me. came, that I mean, came out after me. he died. I mean, that he had the, supposedly that he had these kept women and mistresses. Or, he did. Yeah. He did. I mean, he, he was something else. But... He, he was very sweet to me, and there was no, none of that. But that, doing that, that was the very first thing that I ever did in L.A. And how I got that was it was an open call. There was a 1,000 girls standing in line. I literally had just been there three months. I didn't know how to – I didn't know anybody when I, when I hit L.A. So went on this open call. All these girls were standing there. I got – it was a, to, over a two-day period, and they narrowed us down to 50 girls. The 50 girls went in front of Bob Hope and his daughter. And finally, I get in front of him, and he's asking me about him, myself, myself, rather. And I said, oh, I danced and blah, 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 Miss Louisiana. And he goes, you dance? And I kicked my foot up to show him how high I could kick, and my shoe flipped off and came within a half inch of – killing him <laughs> like almost hit him in the head like it landed on the table next to him and i'm like oh my god i almost killed bob hope or i almost you know and but i got it i think he, he remembered me from that i mean i didn't do it on purpose i didn't try to kick him or the shoe to hit him in the head but but uh, they narrowed the 50 down to six girls and that was the very first special and it did start leading to other stuff in la but uh he was very nice and back then they used to do not uso shows on out of the country, but they used to do these little shows around L.A. for military, and so I did a few of those, and I danced. Now, now I heard, I heard at one point Bob Hope whispered in your ear, "I want to tell you, I want to lick your pussy." <laughs> in that wild, yeah, in that, in that wild, in that, oh, boy, if I lick your pussy, that'll be wild. <laughs> oh my gosh, I haven't heard Bob Hope in years. That's Awesome. Well, now you fucked okay, I did I did also do a Johnny Carson, Mighty Carson art players where I played Scarlett O'Hara to his um a Rhett Butler. Oh and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't hit on me, but the director did. Um <laughs> but What's he was like really name? serious about that. And then it was really funny because the end of the scene, like you could, I don't think you could get away with this politically correct anymore, but I'm like, Oh, Red, I, I knew you loved me. I knew you always loved me. And then he goes, frankly, my dear, I'm gay. And this, this guy who's like, you know, he's dusting in the background. He's like the butler. He picks Johnny up and sweeps him up this. Oh, I remember that skit. Yeah, yeah. That was me. <laughs> so you were doing the Carol Wayne thing. 
Yeah, well, just so he would do those, those little sketches. And they wanted someone, uh, happened to be in my agent's office, and they wanted someone Southern who happened to have an antebellum dress, and I did. It was the same dress that I got thrown out of the uh, floral trail for, for um, show, thinking that they, I showed my nipple to Playboy. So it was a notorious <laughs> dress. But anyway, that's how I got that. That was my only time on The Tonight Show, but it was fun. So you, now I thought you would open the door for a Johnny Carson impression. I was hoping, hoping that would oh, take us there. Oh, you know, if I uh, if I licked your pussy, that would be wild. <laughs> hey <laughs> Go back to Jackie Mason. Rhonda, let's let's ask you about some of these these movies that you were in. See, what we'd love to Gilbert and I would love to get your your recollections first about Galaxina. Which, oh my God. which our friend uh, Mike McPatton points out shockingly had no nudity in it. It had you and, and Dorothy Stratton. <laughs> I know. But Dorothy Stratton, who, who oh my God, it was such a, so tragic. And, and she and yeah. I had the same agent. She was so gorgeous. And this, I really think she would have become a big star. She really had the chops. But um, I just had a small part in it, and Gil would love this, as a mime. I played a robot. <laughs> so I never spoke. <laughs> I just was like an alien. Because when I first moved to L.A., I used to do this mechanical mime, kind of like Shields and Yarnell. It was just something I did growing up in New Orleans. So I did a lot of that just to get noticed. I, I actually had this partner, and I don't think Gil will know him, but he is an amazingly funny guy that never made it and should have made it much bigger than he did, named Kenny Ellis. Kenny's a cantor now. That's what I do. I turn guys into cantors. We <laughs> met in Harvey Lembeck's workshop. Harvey Lembeck. There's Harvey an, Lembeck. Oh, there's a name. Von Zipper. Eric Von Zipper. Was, yeah. That's right. Well, Harvey was my – I did improv, and I met this fellow student named Kenny Ellis. Kenny has the voice of a god. He's hysterical. But we didn't know, you know, what could we do to get noticed in L.A.? He used to carry me in. Gil actually will appreciate this. Into We used to crash offices. I would wear a nude body stocking, a ball cap. He would carry me in as a doll. And then he would sing to me and then dress me. And he carried me into the Tonight Show office. He carried me onto a Merv Griffin um, warm-up stage. He carried me to Steve Allen's show. I, we actually got the seventh show of Steve Allen's show, and he, they canceled after six. I carried us into uh, a Smothers Brothers rehearsal, and they are the only people that threw us out. So I got to tell Tommy Smothers that years later that he broke my heart when he threw us out of his rehearsal. But, I mean, we would just crash places. You could never do that anymore. So did some crazy stuff in my youth of Hollywood. Now, Very ballsy now stuff. Now, is it true <laughs> that this comedian who became a cantor, mm-hmm. uh, you once <laughs> fucked him, and while you were having sex with him, he was going, I knew he was going there. I knew it. And you know what? You're absolutely right. Yes, of course. (laughs) I did have a fling with him. What about some of these other titles, Rhonda? For just Assault, uh-huh. of the, Assault of the Party Nerds 2, Heavy Petting, Detective? Yeah. We asked well, you Linnea about Linnea Quigley was in that. Oh, we I love know. Linnea oh, Quigley. Oh, my God. We, we love Linnea. She lives here in Florida now. I saw her. She still looks the same. It's crazy. We used to see you on and, Up All Night um, with her. Yes, she did a million Up All Nights. And um, then the one that you brought up, Prison the Go-Go, mind you, that was just a mere... 2004, just a minute ago that I did Still that. going strong. And, and I won Best B-Movie Actress of the Year for that. So, um, And basically, uh, it was prison, you know, girl in prison film, kind of like these new producers reenacting these films that we used to, to, um, we used to host. And I was like the, the matron. So, um, and one of the prisoners... In the movie, one of the female prisoners, she would pretty much, like, smuggle everything into the prison through her vagina, like midgets, like everything. Like, um, <laughs> that, I mean, that was actually in the film. And then they had the shower scenes in the film, of course, and they would actually put a clock on the, on the shower scenes because you have to have a nude shower scene. You have to have, um, you know, um, what do you call it, zombies. You have to have all, the, all those things that make up these films. Uh-huh. What about Earth Minus Zero with Pat Morita and Joey Travolta? Yeah, that was an interesting one. 
<laughs> any, any memories? Could you go into detail? <laughs> um, I starred in it. It was good. It took for like three years for it to finally come out. I don't think it ever actually hit the theaters. I think it did. I think you can actually rent it on Netflix, though. I, no crazy memories. John Travol- I mean, it's just weird that Travolta's brother was directing. but um, And he danced well like John Travolta. I remember that. He did a lot of dancing around the set. And speaking of brothers, how about Frank Stallone uh, and in Rollerblade Seven with you and oh my Karen gosh. Black and an yeah. actor Gilbert and I love Don Stroud. Oh my gosh, I love Don Stroud. I forgot that he was in that. Um, yeah, another one of those. Gosh, where did you all dig this? I don't even remember doing. I just remember being out in the desert doing that. Like, we dig deep, Rhonda. It was kind of, yeah, I was. I was. What I remember about the Up All Night movies... I liked Don Stroud. It, yeah, like, in the too. Up All Night movies, they would have, like, the brothers of famous people. Right, starring. right. They had Jim Hanks, Tom Hanks' brother, starring right, a few of them. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And, like, the like, Frank Stallones and all of that crazy John stuff. Murray, Bill Murray's brother. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. He was in a bunch of yeah, them. Kind of, uh, yeah, kind of some of those things. What about uh, Doing Time, a Police Academy meets Animal House movie that you did? Oh, oh what's his name? Jeff Altman. Yep, Jeff Altman from Pink okay. Lady and Jeff. Okay, so I'm just in the very beginning scene, and the, the whole movie starts off with me having an orgasm. A really long, loud, fake one. Oh, no, I, it wasn't I, fake. I, it was real. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't nude in it. It was just like we were under the covers. Jeff Altman. And Muhammad Ali shows up in him. that one. Wait, what? I said Muhammad Ali had a cameo in that movie. In doing okay, time. but I, I didn't do anything with him. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, what about Avery Schreiber in Galaxina? Any memories? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We're just going to throw names at you, Rhonda, until something sticks. I know. I just, I, I, there was no, nothing bad. I, remember, I was really young when I did now, these. So. Now, did Avery Schreiber and Jack Burns do a threesome with you? <laughs> it's Burns and Schreiber. <laughs> Okay, seriously, the fact that I've worked with all these people like Red Puns and Bob Hope. It's fascinating. And, Jerry and Lewis. And Jerry Lewis. Let's talk about Jerry. Oh, Jerry Lewis. I did his telethon even back in New Orleans. I did the Jerry Lewis telethon from the improv with Jerry, on, and he was on stage. But, no, I, I, just want to hear, I just want to hear Jerry Lewis' impressions. But, no, there was, Jerry wasn't always the nicest person in the world either. But I he heard kind of, Jerry oh, Lewis famously one time so. whispered in your ear, I'd like to lick your big hairy file, and and I want to stick my hoo-hile in your big wet hoo-hile. <laughs> hey, oh, can, Dara, can, Dara. Can, I, Dara. can I shove my big veiny hoo-hile into your big tight wet hoo-hile? <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Where are you now? Because I'm on a lazy day. This is my favorite. This is my favorite Dara quote: that your son thinks that you are funnier at home than you are at work. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. There are other people who feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. I think that's awesome. I love children. Really, your kids are so... I can't believe that you actually have these beautiful, normal children. <laughs> oh, there go the dogs. There goes the dog. I like that last <laughs> All four of them. What about you? Or, what about another one of our podcast guests? <laughs> yeah, Wait, hey, that... say again, because Chickie was barking. I missed that last Is comment. that one of your dates? <laughs> One of my dates, the dogs, yeah. What about one of our podcast guests, Rhonda? Uh, Alan Thick. You worked with Alan. I love Alan. He was, no, Alan and I always had a very sweet, nice um, um, relationship. No, no naughtiness, but we did do a bunch of different <laughs> get, projects. Not, get ready. That's not what I heard. There it goes. Rhonda. 
I heard. I'm like him no, now. I, no, he says I, he, want, he wants to make love to his son's uh, music. That's oh, yes, weird. he said I that recently. I want to do that, too. Well, I heard he whispered in your ear. I want to put out my son's music and, uh, and uh, stick my tongue in your pussy. <laughs> I really like, I like Randy's big hairy pussy. And you do something, I like a big, Lord. big, hairy, unshaven pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually I, not shave pussies back in the day? I, I'd like to, God, when I, I look back at my old Playboy, I'm thinking, geez, what was that? Sebastian Cabot. <laughs> what was that? And how many people could hide out in there? God. I'm telling you, I just can't believe that. That was that happened back then. Let's let's so fling a couple today. of more names at the wall here for you, Rhonda. What about okay. uh, Lou Gossett you worked with in JD's Revenge? Any memories? Oh my gosh, no! I, I I didn't have a scene with him. My okay. scene was Billy Barty in that in that movie. Billy Barty and Jerry Reed, you worked with. <laughs> and Jerry Reed, my re, my my scenes with Jerry. Did, that was how I got my Screen Actors Guild card. Did Billy, Billy, how long ago that did is? Did Billy Barty show you his midget dick? That's all we want to know. Well, if you think about Billy Barty, he came. Right up to the right height, where which would be appropriate for a woman. I'd just like to have Billy Barty under my dress <laughs> at all times. Gilbert's the same height. He lost a part to Billy Barty. Yeah, I mean, you know, little people can be so perfect for so many reasons. What about working with but, John Biner? Any memories of that, Rhonda? Oh, he married my f- girlfriend. Did he? Um, we love John um, Biner. Yeah, I love John Biner. That was really a long time ago. On, it was okay. This is how long. Oh my God, I'm 300 years old. It was Universal's first video for home use, and it was called Party Games for Adults Only. And we just did these stupid party games, like just stupid things. And I, okay, this is how bad. I don't know if Gil has his whole life on video, but I got every video, almost every video I ever did from every show. So I have literally a room of um, at our office of all. You know, all these films. I mean, I mean, all these shows. So and I have that one. So I actually have that. And John was great. And then he married my friend, who I can't think of her name either at the moment. <laughs> I'm telling you, I just saw that movie. I just saw that the film with Julianne Moore about, you know, she, about... Oh, all the time. I'm getting a little nervous because, like, like, names escape me like that. See, so you're getting at that age where instead of having dogs, you should have a million cats. <laughs> <laughs> a million what? Cats. cats. I hate cats. I mean, I love them as animals. I just can't stand them. First of all, I'm allergic to them. And secondly, they're sneaky and they jump on your food and they jump in your kitchen. So I've become like this other person. Like I'm, I like to cook. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like very, I'm a homebody. I'm, you know, I'm maternal. Not well, let's, really. Let's but anyway, well, since I still love to show my breath. It's <laughs> good to know. Speak, uh, speaking of the new Rhonda Shear, Rhonda, tell us a little bit about your business. You make shapewear. Oh, because gosh knows. Special after this bras. Interview, everybody's going to go buy from me. We're hoping you could ma- make some kind of some special garment for Gilbert. <laughs> Darren and I, ta- wait, talk about his career. It, what, Darren and I actually talked about creating a children's product for him and doing an infomercial. I think after this particular podcast, I'm sure everybody would, would want to do it with both of us. It's over. <laughs> that dream is so good. Dara's nodding. <laughs> tell, tell us about the business. And, how you, and you built it pretty much from scratch. You were a self-made millionaire. Uh, yeah, my husband and I had to start from... I, I reunited with my high school sweetheart because I had fucked everybody else in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, honey, I didn't mean that. Sorry, he really is in the other room. Um, I didn't. He knows I didn't. And... Um, so we started this business. It was, and it really came off of up all night because I hung out in my lingerie for all those years, and I and my boobs kept growing. And I said, "Why don't we just do something? You know, let's do comfortable bras." And he looked at me like I had four heads. But he was a businessman, so all businesses are the same to a businessman. It doesn't matter what you're selling. You could sell tools, you could sell bras. It's all the same. So we just we reached out to HSN, and I got on there selling, you know, intimate apparel, and that was you know, in 2003, and the business really exploded. And then I created this one bra called the Ah Bra, which we've sold $35 million worldwide. And when that happened, um, it just exploded our business. And then I started getting calls, wait for this. Oh, Rhonda Shear, the entrepreneur. Not Rhonda Shear, the bimbo from Up All Night. So I started calling myself a bimbopreneur. So, um, <laughs> I like that. Because 
I like I, I, I we won Ernst and Young and all these awards for our business and I'm like, this is crazy. People were asking me to speak about our business model. I'm like I'm a stand up comic this crazy person who showed my breasts. I don't get it. So but anyway, it really is kind of really neat that you can kind of change your life around because I can't keep doing that at my age, you know. How long can you just audition? Oh wait, I'll tell you who does have my career. Jennifer Coolidge, that bitch stole my career. <laughs> if I was in L.A. right now, I would have all of those cougar damn roles that she has. She's, she's funny. She's got the big boobs. She's optic. Uh-huh. I can make the funny mouth faces and get the you know, Botox in my lips, too, and I'm mad. I want my career back from her. But so, so, other than that, she so, does. She has my career. As yeah, a, as, she's as in all those older, Chris Guest Ronda. movies. So, t- so, what's a, you know, what's what's the website? Give us a plug. Tell us where people can go oh, if gosh, they want to buy this stuff. Go to rondashear.com. You can read about Slacker Inactivewear, or you can go to or you can go to Amazon and look for Slackerwear. You can go to Amazon and look for Crystal Hefner, or my. You can go to crystalhefner.com. And you can also find men's shapewear under svelte.com, which another guy you should have on is Anthony Sullivan, who was. With, on Pitchman with Billy Mays, and he's the OxyClean guy, incredibly funny guy, and um, we did a we did a shapewear line together. Oh, poor, so, poor, yes, poor, poor Billy Mays, he uh, came came to a bad end. Yeah, he did, and 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 Anthony and he were really dear friends. There is a lot of interesting stories about our business, the direct to you know direct to uh, market. Um, uh, response of business or anything with the shopping television, shopping networks. It's it's a whole other Hollywood. It's a whole other world. It's not. It's just weird. It's it's a should, very interesting. Should be a reality phenomenon. show or, or or a sitcom about that world. It does look like an interesting world. Well, the closest have come is Shark Tank, but actually, we always talk about you know doing. We get we get pitch products. My husband and I daily because we had such an an amazingly successful infomercial with the opera. So we get crazy stuff. I mean, from vibrators to toe rings, some, some normal stuff, but just that alone, we get pitched all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, everybody thinks they've got a product out there and some people do, and it is just getting it to market. And sometimes you think you're going to do an infomercial that's going to work and, and it doesn't work. But Anyway, you should talk to Anthony. He's a Sully. He is a funny guy, and he's done very well in the infomercial business. Okay, so and all Rhonda, of them are kind of cra- we're all kind of crazy in this business. I bet com. Mm-hmm. That will do. Is there anybody else I, I didn't sleep with that he could do? No, but I want to point out. I want to point out to our listeners one great clip that they can find, uh, which is you on a show called The Love Experts. With David, oh. with a very, very young, hosted by Bill Cullen. How did a, you find that? Oh, I dig around. <laughs> and a very, very young Jamie Lee Curtis on a panel, and a, and a very young David Letterman. Very young David Letterman. I've been looking for that clip because that, to me, is that was like, no one knows about that. I would have loved to have sent that in in his, in his last days on air. <laughs> I'll find <laughs> it. That's exactly it. right. I'll send it to you, Rhonda. That's that's cool. Thanks. I appreciate you really dig around. Oh, we go pretty deep. So, well, this has been a great episode of Gilbert Gottfried After Dark. I've had a lot of fun. And and, <laughs> and if if I may, uh, I remember there was one time a fight between Jackie Mason and Jerry Lewis and Bill Cosby <laughs> and a canter. <laughs> And and Alan Thick. Really? Uh, <laughs> uh, fighting over your pussy. And, and Don Knotts was there. And he goes, I want to lick your thing with the bison and the, and the big red hairy island. And well, I, I want to put my dick in your pussy, and I'd like you to know the difference between a Jew pussy and a Gentile pussy. Hey, can I lick your pussy, please? Your pussy's hairier than Aunt B. <laughs> hey, uh, it's, hey, uh, I want to lick your pussy up there in the kit book. <laughs> let's, let's, let's lick your big hairy kit book. <laughs> I'm crying over here. You guys have been crying. I haven't had so much fun and been so dirty since we were all all night together. (laughs) It just makes me so horny. Honey, I'm coming to you. Oh, Lord. Rhonda, you're a sport.
listen, I, I, I was on... Um, I was, I was going to say I was on Gilbert. I wasn't on Gilbert. <laughs> I was on Howard Stern many times. Not on him. But I did bite the hair from his scalp out of his head on one of his shows. When he had me in the, in the tickle thing. And he, had, he leaned over me and I bit his hair out of his head. Fabulous. So once you've done Howard, you know, then Jill's easy. How does Jared do it? That's my question. <laughs> uh, something I ask every day. <laughs> <laughs> all so, right, I'm really excited to have been on here with you guys. Hey, we have to do it again. So I have to have all my other brands on as yes. well. So I'm Gilbert Gottfried. This has been Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, and we've been talking to the girl who fucked both Pat Morita and Don Knotts <laughs> and Billy Barty. <laughs> My old co-host from USA up all night, Rhonda Shear. Rhonda, say it, one, say it one more time for us. You mean USA up all night? Yeah, that's it. Thank you, Rhonda. I'll you be, got it. And Thank I'll be, you, guys. What fun. I feel so exciting now. You made me so exciting. And I'll, I'm truly a hooker. And I'm coming over tomorrow and visit you and to fuck your foot. <laughs> Please, that I would look forward to. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. We'll do the infomercial. <laughs> if you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger. Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.